1 to 3 p.m. weekdays. Chriselda on SAFM. Lifetime Live, uh, uh, this is, uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us. And uh, we are about to have a conversation about uh, the semi-privatization. Uh, it's called pri- uh, partially um, privatizing state-owned enterprises. And we are joined on the line by Dr. Vivian, Vivian Atud, who is director of Atud and Associates. And... Um, God, you know, when you look at uh, the frustration around the country, not condoning um, the violence uh, that goes with the frustration of uh, unemployment, and you drive every corner in most townships, uh, you find young people loitering the streets and frustrated uh, to to a degree. And unfortunately, many of them end up um, doing crime. And today we're looking at uh, that partially um, privatizing of state owned enterprises would this assist in any way in minimizing um, the unemployment rate in our country and is it creating an enabling environment for people uh, for to create employment or is it enabling um, you know the haves to continue having and uh, we joined on the line right now by Dr. Atud. Good afternoon doctor thank you so much for joining us. Um, thanks for having me. A very um, interesting conversation. Uh, I, I don't know whether it's a suggestion that would help uh, with minimizing um, unemployment in our country or it will just uh, worsen the situation, considering the fact that, um, unfortunately, you know, we are a highly unionized um, country as well. Um, thank you. I think um, that is a question that um, various um, economists and analysts have, have been pondering. With. Um, I, I think that um, the benefits of, of partial privatization would have to on a number of factors. The first factor depends would be on what kind of assets, what kind of um, mm. government industry would be in line for privatization. Because if you take um, government shares, for example, in Telcom, which is um, doing well at the moment, and privatize it, um, question is, um, is that going to benefit more jobs or grow the economy better than it's already doing? Answer to that is no. But if you look at other government um, SOEs, um, maybe your SAE and, and others, that have been like a, a sinking hole for for the state. And you ask yourself, um, how would government want to spend 10 billion rands? Would we want to spend 10 billion rands trying to um, bail out SAA, or would it be important to put that money into the assets and bring in other investors that will mm. bring in fresh knowledge, that will bring in um, new strategies, that will turn around SAA? Uh, my answer to it is yes. So um, as far as privatization is concerned, um, we need to carefully look at, number one, the type of sector and look at the cost benefit, how efficient has this state um, entity been managed in, 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 in the past years? Mm. Um, what is the history? Is there any potential for growing this um, particular sector if government holds on to it? 
um, if, if, if you look at specific SOEs, the answer to that question will depend on the type of SOE. As I already mentioned, um, an SOE like um, your SAE, um, which is already asking for further bailouts, otherwise they would be... Um, they would be having issues with um, their, their, their creditors um, in, in, in the coming months. You ask, um, this has been the story of SAE. They have had um, year after year a turnaround strategy. The question is, what would be the benefit of their um, current turnaround strategy that they are looking at? Are they going to bring something more mm-hmm. to the poor that would save on taxpayers? Because if government continues to put money in, um, Failing SOEs like like your SAE, um, unfortunately, I have to spin on that because um, you are actually using money that you could invest in the poor to finance uh, transportation to the for the rich. Because if you ask yourself, how many, um, what kind of South Africans um, travel by air? You sure. know that it's your middle to upper class. Poor people don't use. Uh, um, Airways for travel. They use trains. They use buses. They use taxis. And she would ask, what is the best way to use government money in, um, as far as creating employment or improving the lives of the poor is concerned? It would not be in in putting in in failed um, SOEs, especially those that don't benefit the poor. But other SOEs um, that are critical, um, an SOE, for example, like your your ESCOM, for example, we know the strategic role of energy and uh, how um, government needs to continue for the sake of um, distributing free basic electricity and yeah. other functions of government, especially to the poor. Um, so if, um, your your ESCOM might need to be turned around and still remain in the hands of, of government. But um, other SOEs that are not critical for the poor um, that are really sinking uh, um, state funds um, um, I would argue that um, such SOEs should be considered for partial privatization in the interest of saving jobs, in the interest of actually um, saving the, the public coffers and, and also looking at alternative means of, of, of creating jobs. And what do you say to a person who says, um, you know, this consideration might enable an, envi- an environment for capitalists to thrive and not necessarily uh, create jobs? Um, I, I think that um, we, we would hardly have one without the other. It would be difficult to have capitalists succeeding um, without creating jobs. The question is, what kind of jobs and how many jobs would we be creating if we partially privatize some of the SOEs? And I think in, in, in the interest of growing black industrialism, in the interest of transforming the economy, government can carefully look into the, the kind of, of entrepreneurs or the kind of businesses uh, to, to get into in, into partnership with when when you are looking at at, at partial privatization and I think um, if government remains a majority shareholder in in, in in these institutions then you have a greater bargaining power in terms of arguing for certain um, measures to be put in place to save and create jobs and and, and to grow that particular industry I think um, it's a uh, it's a simplistic argument to just argue that um, private individuals, um, if they are partial owners of SOEs, um, they would destroy jobs. 
um, it depends whether government still has a say in that particular um, business or not. And, and, and remember, even if government doesn't have a say, government remains the regulator of all industries, including those that are 100% privately owned. Um, and government would have a better say in, in SOEs where government would remain a, a, a shareholder. But part of it, for strategic reasons, part of it for the sake of of really growing that particular um, SOE can be put in the hands of some technical partners that would bring in um, new energy into the particular SOE and, and take it to the next level and, and, and create jobs. Um, it can also be argued that in the process of, of turning around any particular um, SOE, there might be potential for destroying jobs. But the question mm. we need to ask is, is it in the interest of long-term sustainability and growth of that industry, that some, 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 some short-term jobs can be destroyed? Sure. And remember that um, some of these SOEs might actually be um, overcapitalized, they might actually be at a point where you have um, redundant level, you have people employed who are not supposed to be there and, and I don't think that um, looking at um, the strategy to take South African um, SOEs forward, it would be a good thing to have a, a, a detailed look at the SOEs and uh, if some of the employees are redundant and not adding value to the SOEs, I, I, I think it will be in the interest of growing the organization that right. some um, might be released. Let's talk about uh, you know who, who gets to benefit. Um, we're talking right now about South Africa considering uh, partially privatizing state-owned uh, companies as part of wide-ranging uh, reforms to set in motion. Um, this was um, uh, also uh, you know alluded uh, by uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa uh, since he came to power uh, that we need to consider other ways and means of uh, enabling. Um, South Africa to just alleviate unemployment. And joining us uh, on the line right now um, is Dr. Atul, uh, Dr. Vivian Atud, joining us as uh, Director of Atud and Associates. Uh, we'll be right back. 1 to 3 p.m. weekdays. Priscilla on SAFM. Call Priscilla now. 0891-104-207. But uh, we take your calls right now as we have a conversation uh, around state-owned entities, uh, partially privatizing them. Will that um, enable South Africa uh, to alleviate unemployment or will it just worsen um, the situation that we find ourselves under? Uh, joining me right now is Dr. Vivian Atud. And uh, taking your calls, let's go to KZN. Kumoto, good afternoon and welcome. Uh, good day. Uh, Dr. Atud, uh just to answer, just to uh, narrow you, 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 the question that's being put to you today is whether or not privatization causes a loss of jobs as a net calculation of jobs. Now, the vast majority of authorities that I've certainly encountered seem to suggest that privatization almost always, even partial privatization, almost always, assuming the people who are doing the privatizing get their way, results in significant job losses, and those job losses aren't on every occasion, in fact, on most occasions, they're not recreated somewhere else in the economy. They're simply lost. And that's the point you're trying to make. Yes, other opportunities get opened up, but as a net calculation of jobs created, privatization leads to job losses. Now, my question is, 
is that point that I've just made now incorrect? And if it's incorrect, tell me why it is that on this instance, for Africa's example, privatization will not lead to job losses, which jobs will not be reabsorbed somewhere else in the economy. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for that, uh, Humoto. Dr. Atu, do you have a response? Um, thanks, um, Komotso, for the question there. Um, as um, agreeing, also, um, in the short run, any successful privatization um, should lead to job losses um, in the short term. He, um, Komoto makes the argument that these jobs might not be created um, somewhere else um, in the economy again, somewhere else in the economy. Um, I think that is not completely true. Number one is the fact that in the short run, you would um, definitely have to shed some jobs because the reason for privatization is for reasons of efficiency, reasons of turning around a particular um, entity. What that means is that you would have to analyze the whole value chain of that particular business and you see um, where various processes are inefficient and you try to turn them around and turning them around might mean you have to let go of some employees that are not adding value to that process. Mm. In the long run, if you become more efficient as a business in the private sector and you grow that business, you would be able to attract more employees and grow the, the particular company. In the short run, jobs would definitely have to be lost. But I think in the interest of sustaining that industry, the question we might want to ask is, um, should we let the, 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 the particular SOE, for example, go under and continue to pour in um, money from, from the state coffers that could have been better used somewhere else to rescue or bail out that particular industry, or should we partially privatize it in the short run, turn it around, and in the long run, expand growth opportunities and keep that industry sustainable for the long term? So um, my answer to Komoso would be um, in the interest of long-term growth, in the interest of saving government money and putting it in other better parts of the economy, um, partial privatization for certain SOEs is definitely um, something to look at. Now, Doctor, in your uh, I mean, opinion and, and experience, what African country do you know of that participated in the structural adjustment uh, programs that um, has succeeded in benefiting their population? Do we know of any? I think um, the, the, the World Bank... Um, structural um, adjustment programs, um, many of them, um, in my view and in my analysis, were, were mostly uh, not really successful. Um, the reasons for failure for those are, are multiple. Uh, some of it is that um, the government got into really high debts, um, they borrowed money, and, and part of this privatization was because of borrowing money and some of the private sector partners that came in were incapable of, of really turning some of the SOEs around, and some of the SOEs were actually um, in a state that... Um, was difficult to to actually um, turn around. But in the case of South Africa, remember the government is not going to the World Bank or IMF and and other international organizations Mm -hmm. to borrow money and in order to implement this process. Um, President Ramaphosa is looking at options of 
while we are failing as government in certain SOEs and because the reasons that we are failing is because we don't have the capability, the technical know-how to run certain industries. But is that um, a fact, though? the fact that is is that a fact that we do not um, know we don't have the technical know-how um have we looked within africans and and looked at the skill that's currently available uh, does that uh, does this uh, option not seem like uh, we're looking for a lifeline elsewhere where we can look within instead um, I think um, President Ramaphosa is not um, typically talking about um, looking at private partners elsewhere. Um, that is part of the mix um, as far as he's concerned. But I think that priority would be given to black entrepreneurs and African entrepreneurs to be part of the social privatization um, process. I, I think um, we know that. President Ramaphosa was at the EU um, um, summit that just took place um, a few months back, and, and they were signing this agreement looking at um, really opening up trade um, on the continent. I, I, I don't think the continent of Africa is short of skills, short of, of entrepreneurs in, in sectors, including aviation and others that government might be looking at private, uh, partially privatized. Um, I, I think we must have learned, um, African countries must have learned um, in the past 30 years what happened in the 80s and 90s um, during the World Bank Structural Adjustment Program. And I think any um, government, including um, the government of, of, of Syria, that will be looking at partial privatization, will look at it from a completely uh, different um, approach and also with lessons learned. There are cases of partial privatization. Um, look at what happened to, to Telcom. Mm. Telcom is, is, is a case in point where we had um, a state-owned entity um, where currently um, government is still a significant owner of Telcom and it is making profits, lots of profits, um, partially privatized. So, um, and, and part of the partners and owners of, of, of Telcom are, are, are locals. They are, they are not coming from overseas. And I think this can happen in, in other SOEs that are not... Um, um, currently efficient and, and are currently um, sinking funds from, from the sure. And I'm sure we can also in education health. I'm sure we can also review some of the packages that uh, executives of these uh, state-owned entities uh, walk away with. Uh, Dr. Vivian, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you very much. That's uh, Dr. Vivian Atud, who's Director of Atud and Associates. We were talking about South Africa considering uh, partially privatizing struggling state-owned uh, companies as part of a wide-ranging forms, uh, reforms set in motion um, by the President Cyril Ramaphosa. And uh, just looking at uh, who stands to gain. Here's the news headlines with uh, Tracy Bumgard.